What's up, Red Raider Nation? Welcome to episode six of the Lone Raider podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'm your host, Joni Young. And joining me today is my good friend, Nathan, five-time Zuniga. What's up, Zuni? Hey, Jenna. How you doing tonight, man? I'm doing pretty good, you know, just... um. Just trying, trying to make it to Saturday, you know, I'll, make it I'll, Saturday. Be, I'll be up in Lubbock, uh, heading up there Friday night. So yeah, really excited for the Saturday, you know, really excited to get back into the, back into Jones stadium. Yeah. I uh, can't wait to be back with you, man. It should be fun. We'll get a firsthand experience of how the boys look. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. After, uh, after this past week's performance, you know, uh, first real test of the year. So, but uh, we'll get to that a little bit later, as you can imagine. Sure. Title of today's episode. Uh, we're gonna be breaking down this matchup between Texas Tech Red Raiders and the Houston Cougars, going over some keys to victory, players to watch out for, and some overall matchup consensus. But before we get into that, I want to remind y'all to follow our social media accounts. That is at Lone Raider Pod, L-O-N-E-R-A-I-D-E-R-P-O-D, at Lone Raider Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's the same, it's the same handle for all three accounts. So uh, you can also stream us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even Amazon Music. But regardless of where you are listening, welcome to your sixth favorite Texas Tech sports podcast brought to you by the fans who give a damn. With that said, let's jump right into a quick, quick triple R saying we really only got one bullet point information right here. The Texas Tech soccer falls to one, two, and three following a tie to St. Mary's in Morgana, California with a final score of nil to nil, zero to zero. Um, statistically, it was a pretty even-keeled matchup. Um, same number of shots, six for both. Uh, Texas Tech got one more shot on goal. Uh, St. Mary's had one more save. Uh, St. Mary's did dominate the corner kicks, though. They had seven to text two. And uh, once again, another matchup that was just simply plagued by fouls. Texas Tech with 12. St. Mary's only had three and uh, just could not get it done in 90 minutes. Uh, so, yeah, Texas Tech now falls to one, two, and three. We, we had a good start. We had a good start. Isn't that right? Yeah, we did. But, um, but you know, it's we still got a season ahead of us. Still plenty of time to turn it around. You know, we uh, – Hey, it wasn't a wasn't a loss, I guess you could say. <laughs> so, yeah, it's really it's really all we could do. We could go only go up from here, and uh, I, I plagued by plagued by fouls. You hate to see it, but like I said, it's all uh, only up, <laughs> only up from now. Just get you gotta hope, right? You know, you gotta, you gotta hope. hope it's gonna start clicking. Uh, we we we've been on a we've been on a bit of a not a losing streak. I wouldn't say we're just not performing just to rut, our best. You know? Yeah, a little bit of a rut. You know, things take time. I'm sure. Our, uh, I'm sure we we'll, we'll spin this we'll spin the season around. We'll we'll come back fighting. Yeah, Texas <laughs> Tech will play oddly enough Houston in Lubbock at the John Walker Sock Complex this Thursday at 7 p.m. So if you're in Lubbock and you're listening to this, go out there and support these girls and hopefully we can get two wins from the Cougars this week. So, yeah, that's uh, that's really all I got as far as the Red Raider recap goes. Let's go ahead and not waste any time and jump right into what these people are here for talking some Texas tech versus Houston kind of going over how we match up. Well, 
the answer to that question is uh it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. Yeah, you know, I think Houston is coming in. Uh, don't quote me on this. Let me check right quick. I believe they are the 25th ranked team. I think they dropped in the AP rankings. Yes, they are number 25 yeah, uh, this week. Last week, they were 24. Uh, coming off a 37 to 35 triple overtime victory against UTSA in the Alamo Dome. That's a very tough place to play. Yellow, tough place to win at. But Houston was able to go out there and get it done. You know, it, it t- took three overtimes, but. And you look, you is a good team, you know, and they, they deserve a lot of credit for, for how they played. And UTSA is going to continue to be a good team underneath Jeff trailer. So can't really, um, can't follow UTSA for that one, which by the way, did, did you have a chance to watch that game? Yeah, I was able to see a good uh, portion of it. Um, and yeah, it was just a, a phenomenal game. I, I, I just knew, I knew them fans were going to be rowdy in the dome and sure enough, they were, um, yeah, I just I was rooting for UTSA, but um, of course, uh, San Antonio native. Of course, of course, I had to. But uh, yeah, no, it was a good game all the way through. You can't really um, you you can't really complain too much. You know, it kind of it's a back and forth game really the entire time. Um, but yeah, that was a good one to watch. Uh, it does put it in perspective of um, I guess the level of uh, talent of which you need to compete against Houston. It is a well-coached team and UTSA talent. So that does, uh, it, it might help in our favor. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's definitely some, um, this, this is a pretty, pretty intense fight, you know, and, um, I'm not really gonna, you know, put too much, um, I guess too much flack on Houston. A lot of people were saying like, uh, I mean, like, you know, Houston doesn't really scare them anymore. They're not really, you know, this top 25 team, you know, should probably get them out. I, I disagree. I think Houston is actually about where they should be at as, uh, as far as what we're seeing. Cause I mean, UTSA is, is a really good team. And I did have a chance to watch this game uh, about midway through the third quarter. I started watching and uh, I mean, it was just good from there on out. Fourth quarter was outstanding going into overtime and then, you know, just going off, during that little period there. I mean, it was, it was absolutely uh, incredible matchup. Uh, you just say put up a good fight. They definitely had the most, um, most yards in this game. You just say like 441 yards to Houston's 346 more passing yards. They had, um, um, you know, Houston had more penalty yards and still got the dub. I mean, that, that's, that's just says something about, you know, how good this team is. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, once again, that was a phenomenal game. I would actually love to see those two, play each other later on this season because just just for entertainment value it'd be fantastic that'd be fun that'd be cool see him in a bowl game who knows <laughs> nah. it's a nice little rivalry probably right not gonna see them again until um so like the next time they play in the regular season so so it'll, it'll be a while but it was still a um a fantastic matchup and um you know it, it does kind of break it down like hey there's just so many factors i feel like you have to take consideration here like Houston didn't play very well going against UTSA. We we can admit that it was, mm-hmm. it was kind of sloppy. You know, uh, they had some players like they, they, they turned it on when they needed to. But then again, like UTSA is no slouch, you know, and they did go on the road. They beat UTSA in a place they don't lose that very often. Mm-hmm. You know, like all those factors are consideration. And now they're coming in Lubbock. I, I, I'm just very happy that we have this matchup in Lubbock. What do you think, buddy? Yeah, I I think so too. That's actually going to lead to a little trivia question later. I got for you um, about our Tech versus Houston. Um, I'll give you a little sneak preview about it of uh, the last time Houston won in Tech. But um, 
Uh, yeah, no. At, at at the Joneses, I mean, the the fans, the fans out here, they they show up. This they they really do. That stadium gets packed, and uh, I imagine this being a a ranked opponent on top of uh, being a, a soon to be. I imagine rival since they're gonna eventually join the Big Twelve, right? So, yeah, I I think it's um, I, it should be a big one. So. Yeah, crowd crowd advantage will definitely play a part. And if um if we're anything like how they were down in the dome, like then yeah, it's kind of hard to see uh it not being uh, an environment in which Houston might struggle and if not for sure struggling. I don't know. Momentum's killer. It's a killer in football and uh home field advantage I think is really really important especially in college football because i just think there's more pride to it than in most other leagues i guess you could say but um sports in general i mean yeah like, just from sports. football to basketball to baseball i mean it, it, it's everything like there's just so much more passion in college uh, as opposed to anything professional mm-hmm. i agree 100 percent. so just with those reasons off top um yeah houston it's it's kind of hard to see Houston just rolling through in the Jones and making this a blowout game. I guess we'll get into our score predictions later, but um, yeah, just the just with home field advantage, I think is going to play just a huge huge part for us. Yeah, especially because last week when you basically, I mean, I don't know if it was a sold out game at the Jones last week, but man, there there had to be at least like. The Jones seats sixty thousand. There had to be at least fifty-seven thousand there, like at least fifty-seven, fifty-eight thousand people there, just for Murray State. You know, this one's gonna be you know close to sixty thousand, like full full capacity on against Houston. So, plus their fan, their bands are are, are gonna travel and um, kind of had like um. It's kind of some unique offseason talk, like with the uh, new Big 12 approaching in the next year or so. Uh, not really sure when Texas or you're going to leave. I don't know if they're going to play out their contracts or not. I've heard uh, of um, they, they, them they, exiting after this season. That's a couple of reports I've seen about it, but go on. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't think there's any like official confirmation. I could be wrong about that, but I think they do want to play out their contract, but I think they might exit after this year. I, I think it's very likely, but. Kind of going into the new Big 12, though, um, trying to find like, hey, who's Texas Tech's new biggest rival? A lot of people are wanting it to be Oklahoma State. A lot of people say like, you know, Baylor could be one. Um, honestly, like with the way that because I, I am on social media a lot. I'm on Twitter a lot. Houston fans, man, they are pretty, uh, pretty I'll say rambunctious group, you know, kind of similar <laughs> to, uh, to tech fans. You know, they they mm. they love their school, they love their team. Um, I mean, obviously, tech fans are better, no no doubt. But you know, I feel like this could be a new centered rivalry that we have. You know, because we're going to match up pretty well in football year to year. Uh, we get like the same level of recruits. We have a lot of guys from our team that go ahead and transfer out to Houston, which I'll get to in just a second. Some players out there that were uh, some familiar faces that we're going to see on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about, you know, Southeast versus, you know, Southeast Texas versus Northwest Texas, you know, kind of getting a, mm-hmm. uh, just g- total geographical differences, you know, even though it's the same state, just very culturally different from one another. And uh, yeah, I think this is a definite, could be a definite true rivalry, same, you know, colors, you know, red and uh, Houston likes to wear black sometimes. So even though that's not really their color, but you know, my opinion, but 
Hey, blacks, <laughs> blacks every every college football. Yeah, yeah I mean, Tech was really one of the first one. Tech was really one of the first ones to use it as a primary color, almost. So, uh, to whereas most schools kind of now use it as secondary. So that's why mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, hey, Tech's Tech, probably one of the first ones to really utilize black the best. So. That's so basically everyone copied us. That's pretty much yeah. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much what we're getting to. Yeah. Am I biased? Absolutely. Um <laughs> no, but I, I agree with you for all those reasons. On top of it, I just think tech is always gunning for the other Texas teams, in my opinion. So there's always just a little bit of extra, a little bit of extra, I want to say hate in our chance. That's just a little more passion when we when we face these other Texas teams. And um yeah besides oklahoma state yeah everyone else can that's probably the probably the biggest rivalry outside of texas i think texas tech has oklahoma state we don't like them cowboys over there we like them in dallas apparently but not in not in oklahoma yeah i i definitely agree (laughs) um but kind of getting back to the matchup and how we fare against them i feel like this is a game that could definitely come down to coaching you know Daniel Holgerson I'm not gonna lie like he is a really really good head coach you know I we we didn't like when when he was at West Virginia Texas didn't didn't win a whole lot of games against West Virginia when he was there you know he was there for what eight seasons and I think he went six and two against Tech yeah I think the first game that we won was that a 49 to 14 blowout when West Virginia was number five turns out they really weren't that good to begin with you know they mm-hmm. later I think went seven and five that year um and I think we got one Morgantown one time I, I don't remember what the score that was I think Patrick Mahomes was our quarterback at the time but um mm-hmm. I don't exactly remember but that, that's it you know other than that Daniel Holgerson you know, former uh, Texas Tech assistant coach for eight years, I think, seven, eight seasons mm-hmm. underneath Mike Leach. I mean, he definitely has Texas Tech's number. And that was one of the um, the factors that really concerned me going into last year's matchup uh, out in Houston at Energy Stadium, game that I was at with uh, my buddy Shane. Shout out to Shane. What's up, buddy? Um, you know, he just simply has Texas Tech's number. He, he knows how to beat Tech. And, you know, which uh, really showed up in the first half of that game last season, you know, when we went down 21 to seven at halftime. And then, of course, you know, we came roaring back, shut him out in the second half, one at 38 to 21. Um, you know, Clayton Toon, who I'll get to in a second, you know, throwing four interceptions. I'm going to tell you right now, he's not going to do that this year. Um, I think it was like three or four interceptions, but anyways. But yeah, it could come down to coaching. This is obviously Joe McGuire's first year as a college football head coach. Um, had a really good debut, loved it. But then again, like, hey, going against different competition now. Like, hey, let's let's go out, let's show it. Let's, you know, you know, show us like, you know, why you're uh why you're the guy, you know, why we believe in you. Like, this is your first real test as a head coach. And it's really a first real test as a team. So what do you think, buddy? Yeah, no, I agree with all those points that you said. Um, I would actually argue that uh that to me personally, the way I look at Houston's offense this year, right now it's a it's a bit of a younger group, but um Clayton, he's kind of the the four year vet. He's been there uh the entirety of his uh, career, you know, knows the system, everything that they're doing over there, the the culture. But um I, I really think it's gonna live and live and die by his arm. No, I don't see him throwing four interceptions this game like he did last year, but I, I could see a couple of uh a couple tip passes here or there that go our way solely because um I think how we match up is uh actually really well with our secondary. Now I know our secondary had a couple 
uh, there's a couple times where they were pushing the ball deep in this past game where maybe not what you want to see from a Murray State. But um, I, I still think we match up well solely because I, I don't see anyone on Houston's wide receiving core that, that scares me other than the – than what, what was his name? Uh, he scored the game winner or – was it the, uh, Tank Dale, I think, the little slot wide out. It's the only shifty guy I think that's really like a what's that I guess uh, uh Tank Dell, I think. Tank Dell? Tank is it, Dell. Is it Nathaniel Dell? Nathaniel Tank Dell, yeah. Okay. That one. <laughs> that little that, that little that little tight lock. That little squirt. He's he's a shifty guy, and other than him, I think he's really the only, I guess, game changer as far as of uh it goes for Houston. And I think uh, our um, what is it? Our our, our veteran experience will help out because it's not like they haven't played him before, you know. Yeah. So I think we match up really well having them come into Jones Stadium too, adding the home field advantage. Yeah, no. Um, it if it if it's a close game, it obviously will come down to coaching. But uh, that's that's where we got to see what Joey's about this season. The the biggest knock was always we can never close out games, at least the games that we are leading in. So uh, let's see how how this one goes. Because um, me personally, I just want to see us hit a couple daggers just right right off the right off the bat. As soon as halftime comes out, I want to swing in three touchdowns, first three drives, and uh, I think I think that would be just enough to put Houston away. Because I I don't see their offense being that scary this year. <laughs> At least not not anything special. Well, Plans I think I think their offense is good. I think it is legit. I just think we have a a very experienced and veteran defense, like you're you're referring to a little earlier, um, that that can handle that. I mean, because this defense, they were all there last year, a week one against Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they've seen this before. They they know what they're about. They know what to um, kind of expect at this point. You know, Grant Houston does have some better players, and uh, we'll, we'll get to them in just a second, but. Yeah, and you know Joey's going to let Kitley and uh, DeRuder kind of call their own games, like how, how they want how they want to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like he's going to give them tons of freedom. And so it's really going to come down to coaching, I feel like. And uh, you know, I'm not going to lie, when um, when we decided to move on from Cliff Kingsbury and it, some reports came out that Dana Holgerson was thinking about leaving West Virginia, kind of wanted to you know explore his options, was interested in Texas Tech, where he was an assistant for a long time at. I was all for that. I was actually all for grabbing Dana Holgerson and bringing him out here to Lubbock. Um, you know, same thing with uh, it, it was it was Dana Holgerson and it was actually West Virginia's current coach Neil Brown, who I was really really high on. I wanted both of those guys out here in Lubbock. Like, do, they just do your best to get those guys out here, Kirby. Uh, we're gonna go Matt Wells. Not a great option. You know, we looking back now was not a great option. <laughs> uh, Neil Brown kind of looking to be, you know, on, on the hot seat this year. I, not kind of. He, he is on the hot seat out there in West Virginia right now. So he, he's got to produce some dubs. But, you know, they, they, they were more patient with him than they than we were with, with Matt Wells. So I will, will say that. And uh, but Dana's really got it figured out out there at Houston. You know, last year they won, uh, you know, 12 games, 12 and two. Uh, we were one of those losses. You know, these guys on their team. They have uh, some really key returning starters. They they remember that that year. They they remember losing to Tech and then not losing again until Cincinnati. Um, 
so yeah, they're they're really gonna be out for some some vengeance and um kind of just really segueing into some players to watch out for as we were uh referring to it earlier, uh, you know, Clayton Tune, obviously, you know, he he's he's gotta be one of the biggest ones to really just, you know, contain the best that you can. You know, this dude is a legit dual threat guy. He can beat you with his arm. He can beat you with his legs. He uh, really matured a ton last season. Like I mentioned earlier, he threw three or four picks against Tech last year. He's not doing that this year. Okay. He's just not. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Keep it, uh, just put it in perspective. Last season, kid throws four picks against Tech. And then the rest of the season, he throws six in total after that. So just puts it. Puts in his decision making is there. This is a this, this kid is the real deal. Um, and yeah, definitely the player to watch out for. They're gonna live and die by this this man's arm for sure this season. Um, and uh, really, just his experience. I mean, because you know, if you rush him, you bring the blitz. You know, he can escape really easily. He can beat you with both his arms and his legs. You know, it's it's, it's he's a hard guy to contain. Um, next player to watch out for is a. Pretty familiar face. Uh, you remember him out here in Lubbock, running back Tejon Henry. Uh, he was, uh, you know, out here for a little while. You know, we, we know how dangerous he can be, how shifty he is, a smaller running back. And yeah, he, we, he was one of our biggest playmakers, a really good uh, complimentary piece to Sir Roderick. You know, you had that, uh, you had uh, that boom and zoom type combo, Sir Roderick mm-hmm. being the bigger of the two backs. And he was really good at, as, as a receiver as well. We, we know what he's capable of. He's going to be a really uh, contrib- key contributor on the Houston offense this year, and he definitely um, make it pay. Uh, next guy I have is a guy you're referring to, Nathaniel Dell, a uh, wide receiver. Uh, it goes by Tank Dell. Tank Dell. Tank, Tank Dell. Dell. Yeah. yeah, nickname Tank Dell. Yeah, he, he's really speedy slot. You know, our, our, um, our second is going to have to be locked down. I mean, they, they're going to have to play the best they can. Um, in this game, it's going to be, this is a really, really big test testament to how good the secondary is. We were all talking about this off season. Like, Hey, so many guys are turning. Now it's time to show it. Now it's time to show like, Hey, is, was the hype real? And this is where we figured that out. Um, yeah. Uh, also another familiar face on that receiving core, Keyshawn Carter, wide receiver. Also Yo, from Keyshawn. Texas Tech, <laughs> you know, from Texas Tech transferring out there. We all know what he's capable of. I think he was our leading receiver in 20, 2019, 2020? 2019, I believe so. 2019 was, season? Yeah. Yeah. So we know what he's threat. capable of. He's very dynamic, really good route runner, very soft hands. Going to get you um, he, he's going he's gonna to move the chains when you need him to. Really good receiver. You know, just all around. We, we remember what he was like. Um, you know, and I was, I was, I was kind of sad to see Keyshawn and both Tayshawn transfer. <laughs> so yeah, especially Tayshawn. I was a little, like, I, I never really like to get upset when players transfer. Cause I'm all about like, Hey, you have a shelf life in college. You know, if you're not getting playing time somewhere, go elsewhere, you know, fall out there, do your best to get the next level. I'm all about that. Mm-hmm. But you know, as someone who followed Tejon for the first couple of years that he was at Tech, he was all about Tech. He he loved it. He always tweeted about it. He always talked about how much he loved the city. Tried to recruit players. Really served as an ambassador for this Texas Tech football team. And then just uh, up and leave. You know that that one kind of hurt a little bit. That that one hurt a little bit. But hey, <laughs> I wish kids. You know, like other than this yeah, week, out, out, outside of this week, I wish him success. So <laughs> <laughs> out, out, not this week. After this week, I wish him success. 
<laughs> same goes for Keyshawn as well. You know, after this week, I wish he's success. You know. Yeah, no, I I was bummed out when Keyshawn transferred. Personally, I, I really he liked him. Good. He was a uh, he was cool, but I, I get it. You you want to go where, um, where programs are winning, you know. And at the time, uh, yeah, we were shaky. <laughs> the Matt Wells era, baby. Woo. Uh, but yeah, just going forward, it's, uh, all important players. I agree. Um, really, it. I I think. I think it'll be an offensive uh, shootout. I think so. We're very, very close to an offensive shootout this game because um. I mean, last time they came to Lubbock, it was what a sixty-three to forty-nine game. Yeah. So defense optional. You know. Yeah, so, it's gonna come down. It's gonna come down to those occasional stops. That, that and, was that was a game I thought would be a pretty tight knit game, pretty pretty defensive. Um, but it was not. It was anything but. And next guy I want to get to uh, the next guy I want to get to for Houston uh, linebacker Donovan Mutton or Mutton, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but uh, I'm gonna say Mutton. It, it just sounds cooler. It's fun. <laughs> it's more fun to say. <laughs> but yeah, linebacker Donovan Mutton, super good run stuff, run stuffer, uh, senior, very experienced, veteran guy. You know, he, he he's gonna be all over the field. I think he had 11, t- 11 12. Yeah, that guy battles. was everywhere. That guy was. He was everywhere. everywhere. And then once again on that defensive side, another familiar face by the name of Alex Hogan, starting corner, transferred from Texas Tech. He was um he had a really big key interception against Texas that we thought was going to be the the game ceiling one, uh, where um, I think Sarada broke off like a seventy yard touchdown right after that back in twenty twenty, and uh, it was not it was not. But Alex Hogan was really a corner. I I, I wish he would stay at Tech, but you know, hey, go out do what you, you know. Do what makes you happy. Do what makes you, you know, do what makes you happy. You know, that's really all, <laughs> I, all I want for you. Um, same thing, like, outside of this week, I, I wish him nothing but the best. But it was weird because, like, all three of those guys I mentioned, they were, they were all starters at Tech. You know, typically you transfer, like, oh, I'm a back. I'm not really getting playing time. Like, no, you you, you were a starter here. Like, mm-hmm. why, I guess, go to, I, I don't know. May, maybe it's the Lubbock atmosphere. Maybe it's Lubbock culture. It's not for everybody. That's why I tell people like, hey, look, Lubbock's not for everybody. West Texas is not for everybody. It's a it's an acquired taste. Like, it definitely uh, is. It definitely you know. is. Um, I I enjoyed my time up in Lubbock. I always tell people that. And of course, you know, the old saying, like, nothing to do in Lubbock. Like, bro, just just go there. Like, trust me. Like, I, I can't explain any better. Just just go there. It's a it's a nice little uh, almost like a little hidden gem in Texas, I would say, where because it, it still feels like truly Texas, at least culturally speaking, and especially the way people dress out here. Never seen so many cowboy boots and boots in my life. Just boots in general. <laughs> yeah, new boot goofing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and but, um, one and uh, one, one last player I wanted to get to as far as players to watch out for. Uh, Kicker Bubba Baxa from us is uh, a senior kicker transfer from uh, Miami, I believe it was. This dude has himself a leg, and he is accurate. Uh, yeah, this could be a devastating. Um, just uh, uh, he he could be a real devastator for Tech. You know, he is definitely someone that has a leg. He's accurate. He's experienced. You know, he 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 he, he could be a heartbreaker. You know, <laughs> definitely want to watch out for this one, especially with that name, Bubba. Bubba. Yeah, no, that uh, he was booming them 
in the dome. It was kind of wild to see some of them go. Yeah, that's, he's got a leg. He might be kicking Sundays. Let's just put it that way. Absolutely. I don't think that's far-fetched at all. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Bubba Baxa, uh, definitely a uh, d- definitely guy you need to watch out for. A uh, guy who can really kick it from all over the field, you know, need, need, need to be on lookout for him. So, uh, that kind of does it for the you know, players to watch out for. Uh, kind of going into some keys to victory here. You know, one, look, you, you have to contain Clayton Toon. You have to slow him down somehow, whether that's, you know, making him um, throw off bounce throws off his back foot, you know, uh, getting to him, getting some pressure on him, uh, which may or may not work because he, like I said, he is a legit dual threat guy. He can make plays with his leg. He can do with his arm. He can you know, sling that sucker around. Like he is a good quarterback. I, I don't think you're going to stop him entirely. We're, we're just not going to do that because he is that good of a player. Um, mm-hmm. No. I, I I'm fully invested in Clayton Tan. Like I, I'm buying the stock. You know, You're buying the stock. <laughs> I'm, I'm buying the stock. I am I'm investing heavily in him uh, this season. So that that's going to be a real key. Try to contain him the best way you can. Um, you know, whether that's just playing lockdown coverage where he has nothing to throw to, and then having a kind of a linebacker spy on him. Um, you know, I believe a. Uh, you know, Krishan Merriweather is a guy that can really be that spy for him, kind of going wherever he goes. He has speed to to keep up with him. Same with uh, Kosai Eldridge. I feel like he he could be that good, you know, QB spy right there in the middle. So you, re- you really got to, you know, do your best to just make him uncomfortable and to lock that coverage down. So. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's going to be one in the trenches this game. I think uh, depending on how well our D-line does this this game, I think will ultimately determine how close of a game it is, really. I think if our D-line is getting after him, uh, putting him in a lot of duress, you know, making him uncomfortable and as staying in their rush lanes. Um, yeah, I, I, I see I see Tech coming away with the with this win, no doubt. But um, if uh, – if it's a dogfight in the trenches, if they're getting our number against our D-line, remember, we're running a 3-3-5 this season. So um, they definitely will have uh, the numbers up front. But, um, yeah, is I think that's where it's going to start. I think if our D-line struggles a bit, it's going to it's gonna wear us out, I think. And just comparing it to last season, it was a it was an offensive showing this this coming game. I honestly, I, I don't expect anything less than another offensive shootout. I think it's going to be, uh, we can get into score predictions later, but it's, I think it's going to come down to time of possession for, uh, for each team and whoever has the ball last at the end, <laughs> maybe it just might depend on how that UTSA game went. That's um kind of how I could see ours going as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's going to be, a highly underrated matchup uh, in the college football world just as a whole. Um, and I'm going to get to some, some really good games later on. We'll do the easy money segment, but um, you know, I feel like this game is going to, going to fly under the radar, but it's going to be one you're going to want to watch, you know, like if you're just a college football fan, you're going to want to watch this game. Um, so yeah, that, that's my first key to victory. Slow down Clayton tune. Next I have protect Donovan Smith. Okay. Check <laughs> this kid, you know, because Houston has a really good D line. They like to get after the quarterback, um, you know, and our offense line is, you know, one of our biggest question marks. I thought they played fairly well against Murray State, but you're going against better talent this week. You know, 
And uh, there's still some question marks. Like, is Cole Spencer coming back? Is he going to play a guard position? You know, what, what what's kind of going to be the, um, you know, is, is, is uh, Landon Peterson going to continue to have that? Is he going to split time with J- uh, Jacoby Jackson, who I saw a lot last week and I liked his performance? Um, you know, how, how are we going to, you know, How's the run game going to look? Are we are we still going to uh, you know uh, you know continue? Are we going to have continue the same success that we had with uh, Sir Roderick and with Taj and everything? So like, what what's what's really going to happen here? Uh, as far as pass blocking goes, I feel like we have the ability to do so. And Donovan is a um, not necessarily a true dual threat, I would say, but definitely a play extender, and he can definitely make some plays with his legs. So we, we've seen it um, a lot last year when he when he took over. And I expect nothing less this season. So, but it's really going to be contingent upon giving Donovan Smith enough time to pass and, uh, you know, just creating holes for his running backs to, to really gouge through. So that's, that's really another, another key. What do you think, buddy? Yeah, I, I agree as well. It, it sucks to have injuries happen to our quarterback room again, but um, it, it'll be even better experience for Donovan. And to be honest with you, I think this is, this is really his chance to go ahead and just make a make a statement to to this program and uh, to to the the college football world in general to say that he could be our definitive guy this season going forward and and on you know so I think I think it's it'll come down to Donnie uh, I don't know how he likes to go by I just said <laughs> Donnie but yeah. Um, it would be cool. It would be cool to see because this is a, a a young kid, a local guy out of the the Lubbock area, uh, friendship high school. Well, he's really from Vegas. His his dad was a coach on the team though. So ah, well, around here, right? So, but <laughs> um, you know, he, it, I think he did his final year of high school at Friendship High in Lubbock. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then yeah, that was that was his uh his dad. We can first, claim Andre Smith's first year as a running backs coach at Tech. So. We we, we can claim it's cool. Local guy, we can claim. <laughs> we claim. <laughs> Played one year. We're good. Yeah, we're good. He's He's, he knows. He knows all about it. He knows all about. It. But no, like um, yeah. I I actually think he could really be a dual threat guy. I think he can make some. Anytime I've seen this man extend plays, it's been done well. And uh, I think I think he has a lot better of a of a scrambling ability to get extra yards than most people give him credit for. He's he's an athlete, you know. So I, I could I could definitely see him. Kind of being not our, uh, I wouldn't want to compare, you know, you know, Duffy back in the day, but uh, I think he could be that guy with his legs. I do, I do, but I think he has a way better arm. That's for sure. Oh yeah, he has a much better arm, and he's he's big too. He's like six yeah. five, two thirty five, like two two forty. Yeah, he's closer to two forty now. Yeah, it's a just a big dude. So uh, tough guy to bring yeah. down. He can mm-hmm. he can run too. I, I can't I, I'm curious to see the Sunday if we'll run plays uh specifically for him. A couple QB draws, maybe the option, you know. It's a, it's a bread and butter in most offenses in the college football world because it, it works. So <laughs> I feel like if we can just establish that early on in that game, like hey, we're gonna we're gonna beat you in the trenches. Like we're we're gonna get some push up front and we're we're gonna run the ball on you. We're gonna run it straight down your throat and there's nothing you can do about it. I think if we do that really set that tempo and get that message across early, uh we're 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 gonna, we're gonna be in good shape. We're gonna be in good shape for the rest of the, for the rest of the game. I, I agree. I agree with you. So let me ask you Jenna which is what 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 you think, man? How close to the game? How uh, what's the scores, man? Uh, so I'm gonna get to that in just a second. I have one more key to victory, and it's something you were ah. harping on. You were harping on just a little bit earlier. 
uh, which is time of possession. Houston ah, really yes. likes to wear down a defense, and they know how to. Uh, I think in uh, last week's game, they had uh, 35 minutes, which is, you know, pretty, pretty good amount of time to have a football about <laughs> that game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they really like to do that. They like to gadget with these small plays and then, you know, running it and then, you know, also having um, just Clayton go off and, you know, do kind of do whatever, kind of improvise a little bit. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're going to have to um, kind of kind of beat them at their own game. You know, dominate that time of possession on your own. You dictate the pace of this game, not them. You know, they, they don't it. come into Jones AT&T Stadium and try to set the tempo. No, no, no. That's you. You do that. That is Texas Tech's job. Just establish a, a like I mentioned, establish a physicality up front and then dominate time of possession. So I think if you can really get all those three keys, I, I, I think it's technically four, though, that I mentioned. But if you can do all that, you're going to be in really good shape in this game. And you're going to come away with um, a, a bigger victory, than I think some might think. But, you know, you, you have to be contingent on that. So that is, mm-hmm. uh, that's really my uh, three keys to victory that I have. Although I think I kind of mentioned four. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as score predictions go, I have Texas Tech winning 30 to 24. 30 to 24 by a touchdown, eh? No, six. <laughs> by six by yeah, it's a touchdown six points man um 30 to 24 i think it'll be a lot higher of a game scoring i guess uh we'll get into the easy money segment and you'll definitely hit the under on that one but uh um yeah i know i could see this being like a 42 to like 35 yeah that's kind of how i can see this game going 42 35 but it could go even higher let me think that man don he, he threw four tutties last time we had how oh, dang um i'm going right here 52 uh uh 40 52 40 52 40 tech comes away with the win gotcha man gotcha uh, so that will uh, so I'll go ahead and wrap up the main topic of today. Now we're gonna get into one of our favorite segments, Easy Money. All right. <laughs> All right. Welcome in to Easy Money, y'all. Uh, before we get into that, I got to go over some wins and losses from last week. We're kind of harping on this uh, off the pod right before we started recording. Uh, man, dude, <laughs> that Oregon Georgia game, bro. Oh. <laughs> you you oh. felt you felt Oregon was disrespected, you know, by, by being uh, seventeen point dogs in this game to the dogs, and oh, Georgia just laid the absolute smack on on Oregon in this one. So, gosh, dang, yeah, uh, that was, that was you, rough. That was rough to see because I I do uh, like uh, I do like Oregon, um, mostly for the uniforms, but you know. I was thinking they could make it a game. I was kind of worried about that. And then uh, George was like, yeah, no, no, no. We're, we're national champs for a reason. So uh, we're better than you and we know it type beat, you know? So yeah. Um, needless to say, when I saw that score, I 
instantly thought of my prediction and thought, well, you can't win them all. You know what I mean? <laughs> so <laughs> I was I was hoping for a bigger game, a closer game than that, to be honest. But Georgia, once again, proving that uh, they run the show. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 their uh, their league. We're just playing in it. So yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then uh, I know the um, one of the surprises was Florida getting that victory over Utah. I think I had I had Utah winning that game for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did bet the um, I think I bet the under in that one or no the over. Either or, I I won one of those bets. So uh, last week. Uh, I went 10 and 12 out of 22 total bets, 10 and 12. Uh, you beat me this week, went 11 and 11 on 22. Nice. Let's uh, go. On the year, I am uh, 17 and 19. You are 16 and 20. <laughs> hey, I'm making my way hey, back. We're, 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 we're going to get 100% this week, though, and just make it up for that. So, oh, yeah. The last couple weeks. Absolutely. Um, also, one of the other matchups from last week you wanted to get into, I know your friend uh, who listens to the pod, I uh, kind of called you out a little bit. And uh, when I had uh, my upset of the week, which was North Texas over SMU, uh, you know, uh, which I proved to be dead wrong in that one. Absolutely wrong. I mean, yeah, they got SMU ran away with that one. <laughs> uh, he was like forty-eight to ten. Jeez, man, yeah. golly, that that one was a killer. Um, you know, I, I really thought North Texas was gonna upset them. You're like, oh yeah, North Texas, they they they, they bleed football out there, man. I, I was and still then your friend called you out, and he's like, <laughs> you don't play football out here. <laughs> I don't know. It's just funny to me. Um. But yeah, another surprise was uh, Syracuse just laying the wood on Louisville, man. Yeah, Louisville was four and a half point favorites, and they won thirty-one to seven. So yeah, uh, I should have stayed with my original. Oh, no, I'm sorry, original Syracuse bet. won. Syracuse won thirty-one to seven over Louisville, who was four and a half point favorites. I should have bet on those G-men, Orangemen. The G-men. <laughs> the G-men, Orangemen. Orangemen. Uh, it was late night last week. Uh, sorry, that's my excuse. But now I sh- I should have went with my initial bet. I like Syracuse. I like the blind side. That's where he went, right? Oh no, no, it's Ole Miss. Never mind. <laughs> I like I like uh Jim. You Brown need to know there. your college football, man. Right there, I know Jim Brown attends Syracuse. Um, cool. Yes, I like Syracuse. Bam. <laughs> and then of course last week with uh you know Texas Tech and Murray State, I bet. Uh, that Murray State would cover the spread because I stuck with my original score, which was 31 to 7. And then that we would, uh, of course, have the under. So, uh, yeah, lost both of those. <laughs> but hey, I'm happy. I have to stuck out the win. Uh, I believe I got both of those. Uh, you got one of them. One of them. Just yeah. the spread. I didn't get the over. Yeah, you, you had a, yeah, because we stuck with our original scores. And so you had to take uh you, you took the under, I believe. Damn. Or no, I'm sorry. Did, did you? No. I, I thought I took the over. No, you took and the under in that one. Covering, did I? Over under phase. Oh, actually, no, you took the over. <laughs> so you uh I was gonna say, I, I thought I got that. Yeah, one no, right. and that one you did win, but you had uh you had Murray State um beating the spread though. There we go. Did sorry, I, I I confused myself there. Ah, that's what it was. <laughs> Damn. I thought they covered. Oh, well, very well. Uh, it was a blot. Happy to see it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but hey, we're gonna back on the right track this week. This this is easy money, guaranteed to lose your money. So let's go ahead and uh, get into uh, this week where we do the uh, uh, top ten college games and finish off with the Texas Tech game. Um, 
Let's go and start off uh, some SEC action. You got South Carolina versus Arkansas. Battle the weird mascots. Uh, Arkansas comes in as a eight and a half point favor with under over 52 and a half. Um, got the backs versus the cocks. But hey, don't mess with the cocks, my friend. Okay, the cocks are going to beat the spread over Arkansas. Oh, are they? That's what I got. They're going to they're gonna beat the spread. I, I think Arkansas will win, but South Carolina will definitely beat the eight and a half point spread. And I think this one is actually going to be over. I have the over in this one at 52 and a half. What about you, buddy? Um, I don't know. Do I, do I really want to root for a Spencer Rattler? That's kind of really me want, too. Do I really like... want to root, root for <laughs> Look, just, just off of his talent, I feel like he should be able to make it a game, right? I, I, I think uh, I, I'm going to go with Arkansas. 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 <laughs> yeah, I'll go with Arkansas. Who picks Sui? What about the over? Uh, I think uh, I think the over. I think they'll definitely get the over. I think this will be a 30-type beat kind of game. Probably like around. I can see both teams in the 30s. So, yeah, they'll hit the over. I'm not – I don't know. I don't know if they cover the spread. I think the cocks. You taking the backs. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up, we got – Missouri versus Kansas State. Kansas State coming in as a seven and a half point favorite with the over under of 57. I have the Wildcats covering and I think I'm going to go ahead and take the over in this one again. I I really do think it might be a bit of a bit of a shootout, you know, SEC versus Big 12. Um, K-State, not really known for their offense, but they they can Break, hey, they're break rolling this points. Year. They they could put up some points on the board when they need to, and I just don't really think Missouri's defense is really going to be uh, enough for um, uh, was Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn. So yeah, <laughs> um, I, I don't know, man. I I could kind of see this going either way. I could see it being a shootout, and I could also be <laughs> see it as a sloppy game. Um, not the biggest fan of uh, Missouri, um, but uh. Hmm. I guess I'll go for the Wildcats. I guess. I think that I think between this, mm, I'm gonna go with the under. And actually, I think Missouri upsets. The Missouri upsets. Think they went outright, or do you think they just cover? I think they. I think they went outright. Went outright. Awesome. So you got Mizzou doing that one, and then taking the take the under right. I am taking the under. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the over under kind of gets me a little bit. Cause you know, you think like, Oh, these two aren't really known for offense, but I'm, I'm going to take the over in this one. Actually. I think, I think the SEC's defense will show up today. Uh, that, that Saturday. So <laughs> I think it's a K state <laughs> opponent. Yeah. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Oh, I see you going. Who knows? And up next, this is where the college game day crew will be at. Got Alabama versus Texas. Bama, a 20-point favorite in this one with the over-under of 65. I had to do a double take when I saw that one, make sure I wasn't wrong. Yeah, Bama is a 20-point favorite over Texas in Austin. Um, Look, I I th- I hope that Alabama – I want to see Alabama run up 100 on Texas. I just do not like Texas. I, I, I want to see that. Um, you know what? I, I, I have Bama covering. Bama will cover. 
And I'm going to bet the under, though. Um, I actually think uh, Texas will beat the spread. And I think, mm. uh, um, hey, look, I'm telling you, they, they might get that last minute garbage time, touchdown, field goal, whatever. Like but like I 19 do, or 18. <laughs> yeah, something weird like that. Be so killer. I, I think, I think, uh, I think they, they do hit the over though, for sure. So you got Texas beating the spread and you're going to take the over? Yeah. Awesome. As much as I hate to say it, but they'll still get, it'll be a blowout. I think just by an 18, 18 point spread. I think that's how it'll be. Something like that. They'll get a safety. They'll get a safety. I get you. Uh, Up next, we got Wake Forest versus Vanderbilt. Wake Forest coming in as a 13 point favorite with the over under of 65. Um, This is going to be my upset of the week. Upset of the week right here. I got. I think this is a different Vanderbilt team. I know Wake Forest is is pretty hot. They're so hot right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, but uh, yeah, I I I have Vanderbilt uh, beating the spread. You know what? No, I'm gonna take Vanderbilt outright. Actually, I'm gonna take Vanderbilt outright because I I like to play on the edge. You know, for no reason. I I just like to play on the edge, and uh, I think Vanderbilt's already two and zero on the year. Got some experience, got some callus to them. Uh, went on the road, dominated Hawaii. So, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take Vanderbilt. Take Vandy. I take like Vandy. Vandy. And okay. as far as the under over, I'm going to bet. Uh, you know what? Screw it. I'll take the over. I want some chaos in college football. I'm gonna bet the over. This is gonna be a 56 to 52 game. That's what I like to hear, Jenna. That's what I like to hear. Incredible offense. I had won a thousand yards total offense. Otherwise, uh, this was a boring game. And that's just plain and simple. You know, uh, I'm actually going to take Wake Forest. I think they're going to beat Vandy and I'm uh, going to take the over. And I don't think they cover. I'm uh, covering the spread now. So you got, you got Vandy beating the spread? Yes, sir. So yeah, take Vandy to beat the spread and you bet the over. I am going to bet the over. See this being a nice, uh, easy 48-40 game. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Up next, I uh, got Washington State going to Wisconsin. Wisconsin, a 17.5 point favorites with the over-under of 49. They do not think a ton of offense will be played in this game if that is the score. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to agree with Vegas. I'm going to take the under at 49, and I think Wisconsin covers. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the under, and I also think Wisconsin covers. I'm not a big – you know, Pac-12 teams are uh, – Whew, okay, yeah, enough said there. I'll just keep it at that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of unpredictable, uh, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I don't really know what to make of all the teams this season in the Pac-12, so I'm going to take that week by week. So I'm taking Wisconsin. <laughs> gotcha. Did you bet the under? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that one. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do the under on this one. Awesome, awesome. Probably be a defensive Game. Yeah, Wisconsin isn't really known for throwing up tons and tons of points. So, you know, neither is Washington State. You know, neither is Washington State. Well, no, well, under Mike Leach, they were. Under Mike Leach, they were. But yeah, this I'm isn't probably... a Mike Leach team. So, exactly. So, you got to take well. that in consideration. Up next, got Tennessee going to Pitt. 
Tennessee opens up as a six and a half point favorite with the over under of 66 and a half. Ooh, that's a lot of offense right there. Um, it is. Um, I'm taking what, the under. I, I, I think uh, I have Tennessee beating the spread. Dude. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I have Pittsburgh beating the spread. My bad. I got, I got it confused. Uh, Pittsburgh beats the spread. I think Pittsburgh actually wins outright at home. Uh, the over under. I'm going to go and bet the under. I'm going to play that one safe. So I got uh, Pittsburgh um, winning outright, and I'm going to bet the under. I am matching exactly what you're saying. I think uh, I think Pittsburgh will actually win this this week. To be honest with you, it's a little little bias specifically because I don't like Tennessee, but whatever. <laughs> just that, who does? Who does? Just a lot. They honestly remind me of UT, and well, just the orange and the UT. Yeah, and the and the obnoxious fans, and I won't get into it. It's fine. They're going to be both in the same conference, so they both can. Cry about their oh, that's gonna be a disgusting together, so. colored game, dude. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I mean, UT versus UT is the real one, I like Gosh. the one with the more national championships, which is actually Tennessee. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Pittsburgh upsetting Tennessee at home, taking the under. Hey, why not? I can see it. Next up, we got Iowa State versus Iowa with the over under of 40. There's not gonna be a whole lot of points in this game, I agree. But Iowa State will beat that spread. While I do think Iowa wins, uh, I have them winning by a point. I think this is going to be a 17-16 type ball game, real slugfest. Oh. Uh, and the other reason why I have Iowa winning is because it is in Iowa City, not in Ames. So, uh, yeah, and plus Iowa won last week over South Dakota State 7-3. to three. Won 7-3. to three. Very defensive Woo. game. Uh, you, you would think that's one touchdown, right? No, no. They scored a field goal, and Iowa had two safeties. Yeah, didn't they have some weird yes, score at the half? It was like five to three yeah, or something Five like to that. three. Very defensive. A lot of punts. <laughs> and they won this one seven to three with two safeties. I mean, my goodness. That is the most Iowa shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I can't help but just there's, laugh at there's that. no way to explain that. <laughs> That's just Iowa, right? That's Iowa. With football. all that, with all that said, I think, I think, I think they're gonna hit the over. I actually see this being like a twenty-four to twenty-one type game, uh, just barely hitting it. And I think Iowa wins, not by much, but yeah, I think Iowa uh, wins. And winning regardless, I guess. Yeah, twenty-four twenty. So. So yeah, I'm gonna uh, go ahead and take the over, and I think they they cover. All righty. Up next, we got kind of an underrated matchup this week. We got Virginia versus Illinois. Illinois, a four and a half point favor with the over under of 57. Last time I bet against Illinois, did not go well. They ended up uh, dominating Wyoming, uh, which uh, the uh, the over under was 44. They scored exactly 44 in that game. Kind of pissed me off. Uh, but uh, I'm just hoping they don't exactly score. Like I'm just hoping the final score isn't exactly 57 this one, but I do have Illinois covering and I'm going to play this one a little bit safe. Big 10 ACC. Yeah, I'm gonna play it safe. I'm gonna bet the under. Um, yeah, you're wild for that, man. I'm going, I'm I'm going with the over on it. Yeah, um, yeah, I think Illinois will cover, but I think uh, I think it'll be a higher scoring game than most people think. I think Virginia will just have 
they'll be in the twenties somewhere. And I, I see Illinois scoring forty plus. I think they're for real this year, just a little bit. Been kind of nice. Yeah, I have they have been. Uh, up next, we got Battle of the Nerds, Duke versus Northwestern. Northwestern, a 10-point favorite with the over-under of 58 and a half. That's 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 a tough, uh, that's a tough over-under more than it is with uh, Northwestern. I, I I have Northwestern winning, uh covering 58 and a half. Dang, that's yeah, I don't know where it is. Man. And I mean, by the way, like last week, uh, when we got the wins and losses, most of my wins came on the over-under. So, um, it, it wasn't really the, the final score itself. It was, yeah, it was the over under, but, uh, yeah, mm. screw it. I'm betting the over. Betting the over. Yep. Um, I'm going to go ahead and hit the under then just to, just to, just out of spite. Just out of spite. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think the Northwestern covers, but I don't, I don't know. If it'd be that high, I think the game will get put away a lot quicker than than we think it will be. I can honestly see this already <laughs> looking to be done by halftime. Because <laughs> not really known for their football. The Blue Devils. No, they are no, not. We'll they are, they, they're a basketball school. <laughs> we'll, just sure. we'll just leave it at that. Basketball school. That's what they are. <laughs> And then we got Mississippi State versus Arizona. Mississippi State, an 11 point favorite with the over under of 59 and a half. Uh, Arizona's still rebuilding. Um, I, I got to go ahead and give this one to Mississippi State. Uh, you, know, you know, Mike Leach still, uh, still, still, still doing good out there. Um, you know, obviously, you know, met him in the bowl game, beat his ass, hopefully, into the curse. But uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I I have a uh, I have Mississippi State winning and covering over under. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go bet the over. Um, you know, Mike Leach's offenses are pretty dang good. They're known for throwing up some good points. So yeah, I'm bet the I'm bet the over. Why not? Uh, I think it'll actually. Mm, I think I think they cover. That's for sure. I think it was just like. Mississippi State ultimately wins. Um, does Arizona put up enough points to hit the over? Do I want to really bet? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the under man. I, I don't believe in Arizona. <laughs> I don't believe in that giant A of a logo. Yeah, uh, they cover, and um, I'm actually going with the under. I got you, man. I hear you. Um, the, and the last game, uh, that we have on here, save the best flats, Houston versus Texas tech. I know we didn't get to every big, uh, uh, big matchup there is this weekend. There's a lot of really good ones this week, especially I know I missed, uh, Kentucky, Florida, which is going to be a good game. Miss BYU Baylor also going to be a good one. A lot of good games going on this weekend, but a limited to 10 and then ending with Houston and Texas tech always ending with the Texas tech game. That's yeah, that's so yeah. Houston versus Texas Tech. Texas Tech a three point favorite with the over under of sixty three and a half. Uh, Vegas thinks it's going to be a very high scoring game, as I'm sure most fans do. Uh, if you recall Houston's last visit to Lubbock, um, it was exactly that. And so, mm-hmm. based on my final score, and I'm sticking with it, Texas Tech wins thirty to twenty four, uh, which means I am 
going to have tech cover and I'm going to bet the under. So I think tech will cover, uh, but I think we will hit the over. I'm thinking, let's see what, what I say for a score. You say 52 to 40. 52 to 40, right? So, yeah. Yeah, I'm sticking by that. Gotcha, man. Gotcha. Well, I'll go ahead and wrap up easy money. Guaranteed to lose some money. So uh, hopefully it's a better week. You know, I am uh, not entirely confident, but hey, you don't have to listen to me. Uh, <laughs> it's your fault. You listen to us, that's your fault, okay? You know, we're, we don't want to be responsible like when you got to, you know, meet your book here or something like that. So don't don't come blame Look, us. I'm assuming if you're betting money that that's money that you're willing to lose, all right? That's <laughs> Yes, like especially if you're taking advice from us, you know, that's, that's money you want to lose. But I believe you had a little trivia question for me, right? I did. I did. So, Jonah. What's up? Uh, two, two Houston-related questions. Just uh, two soft little little trivia questions for you. See if you can get them. We'll start with the easier one of the two. The last time Houston played in the Jones was when? Was when? What year? Yes. Can you guess what year the last time Houston came to visit? That would be 2018. Oh, ding, 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 ding. I don't have a bell, but yes, that would be correct. (laughs) 2018. Let's go. This next one will be actually kind of surprising. Uh, A little surprising to me when I first read it, but we'll see if you can guess it the year. Um, But when was the last time Houston came to Lubbock and left with a win? With a win, oh! With a win, oh! I mean, I mean, I know they haven't won in a long time. Um, is it is it in the 1900s? The 1900s. It is in the 1900s. Yes. Okay. So I'm gonna guess 1985. <laughs> 1985. Wow, that's pretty close. Uh, you were ultimately wrong, but actually, the last time the Cougars won a game in Lubbock was the year 1990. Oh, we definitely weren't born. We definitely, uh, yeah, weren't I was born. not born then. I was born until eight years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 1990. That was uh, that was the last time Houston walked away with the wind. So yeah, about mm-hmm. 32 years since they've beaten Tech in Lubbock, and uh, it's gonna be 33. Uh, just regardless, <laughs> just a uh, just a little, just a little. Um, I guess FYI, just to add on to the trivia. Do you know who uh, played in that 2018 game? The 2018 game. Uh, I believe mm-hmm. that was uh, Alan Bowman. That was Alan Bowman. That was Alan actually had the. A, he had 605 yards passing in that game, with like six touchdowns, and also got to see Ed Oliver in that game as well. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Dominant we actually, presence. That dude is for real. That game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were. We were yeah. Yep. So just a little trivia for today. Uh, and yeah. Awesome. Got any final thoughts before we wrap this one up, buddy? Just a shout out to my cat. (laughs) Um, that would probably be it for me tonight. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's go week two, baby. Let's see what, uh, what the, what the, what the boys are made of. Can't wait. Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, definitely here for it. And, um, glad to, gonna i'm glad to make a trip back to lubbock gonna be back at the jones this year um yeah we're, we're definitely gonna be posting some uh some videos and some photos on social media on all of our accounts which is at lone raider pod go ahead and give us a follow um so yeah just be on the lookout for that we're gonna be a little obnoxious that's just who we are uh so yeah 
be on the lookout for that. Really excited to return home. And um, yeah, Reckham Tech. It's going to be Houston. Let's go. Yeah. So that will uh that will do it for this edition of the Lone Raider Podcast. Thank y'all so much for joining us for Nathan Zuniga. I'm Joni Young saying so long. We'll see you next time here on the Lone Raider Podcast. Bye-bye.